James 1, 22. God is good. All the time. All the time. Amen. The Word of God says, Do not merely listen to the Word and deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the Word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks his face in the mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after the orphans and the widows and and their distress, and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. (coughs) This time we'll have to go to God in prayer, and I'm going to ask Ms. Karen Davis. Lead us in word of prayer. Amen. You may be saying, be seated. Do what it says. We want to talk a little while this morning on God has the answer. Aren't you glad of that today? Think about that. God has the answer. Amen. Isn't it a blessing to know? Now, I want to ask you this. Have, and don't raise your hand. Don't point your finger at anybody. That's not nice, is it? Or don't give looks to anybody right now, okay? So everybody just looks straight at me. Have you ever known anybody that's stubborn? I did, I, it's okay to chuckle if you want to. I didn't say anything about chuckling. People that are stubborn that are around about you. There's a, I believe we all agree that we've all came into people that are around about us that we can look at and say, yeah, they're very stubborn. It's their way or what? The highway. And if they don't get their way, you're going to know they didn't get their way, right? You can see it written all over their faces. I worked with a, a lady that we had supervisors meetings once a month. And I knew that if she was at the meeting, that the meeting would have lasted approximately an hour longer. And you knew how, I know how, what that looked like to me was this. She always had to go on and on and on and on and on till she finally got her point across. And no matter who else talked about anything, she was always right. And if you argued with her very long, you would figure out that she (laughs) was always right. We know people like that. You could point them out and you say, why do they act? like that. Well, you know, sometimes we need to look over at over in Matthew 7 verse 3 where it says, "Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to to the plank in your own eye?" Boy, it's other it's easy to see other people's faults. Amen. It's other very easy to look at other people and say, Boy, they are stubborn, and they act in a certain way, and they're set in their ways, and 
I can see how stubborn they are. But believe this or not, and I know Sheila would definitely amen me, and she's probably can't hear me this morning, but probably will amen anyhow. Your preacher's a little stubborn. Did you all know that? It's okay to say okay. A lot of you know me for a long time. A lot of times I say to myself, I've got a plan. What? I'm going to stick to that plan. I'm going to do it my way. No matter what happens. <coughs> I've done this before. I'm strong enough to do it again. And I'm not going to let anybody else mess with my plan. And I'm going to complete it. And I'll, I have sort of deadlines for myself. Any the rest of you ever do that? I expect it to be done by this time. And if it's not done by that time, then we're going to have an issue. And I've often wondered why I have that stubborn streak in me a little bit. There's been a lot of people that have used some choice words along my life about my stubborn streak that I'm not going to say here at church this morning, amen, that may have been said about you as well. I could say mine sort of goes back to, see, I have a little Ballard blood in me. That's my mama's side of the family. And as you all know, my mama had eight brothers, and she was the only little girl. And my eight brothers all had their own opinion about everything. And they never could agree on anything. They all just always believed that they knew what was best. One of the things that I've had to learn in my life that maybe you need to learn as well is that I don't know everything all the time. Amen? Even though I think I do. And even though I think nobody else can do it better than I can, and even though when I look at all these other things and say to myself, they're just going to make a mess of it. They're going to destroy it, and I'm going to have to go back and what? Fix it. You have to learn as you get a little older, you know, it's okay for other people to do things for you, isn't it? It's okay not to be stubborn. It's okay to try and learn how to listen to somebody else because we know something today. God has a plan and God knows what is best for us. Amen? And God's word tells us how we need to live our lives. Not the way the old what, stubborn Paul Mills wants to live his life but how God wants us to live our lives every day and how God wants us to face things in our life that are difficult. Yes, our life is changing. Lord knows that's true, right? Yes, the world around about us is changing. Lord knows that's right. Yes, the church as a whole is (coughs) changing and how that we've known it throughout the years. Yes, Lord knows that, right? Things around about us are changing all around us. But this is true. And this is something we as Christians have to hang our hat on. We serve a never-changing God. Amen? A God that knows best for you. A God not only knows what's best for you, but wants you to have the best. And has a plan for you in your life of how you to live your life. Do what it says. Do what it says. So as you look at your life, saying that God has a plan for you, how do we know what God's way is? How do we know, well, how do we 
figure out what God wants from us. What is God's plan? I believe, and praise be to God, that one of the great things about serving our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is he doesn't take away your act of free will, does he? he don't, we don't have, we're just not a whole bunch of robot Christians, are we? We're just not all programmed to do this and do that and do all those. That'd be a boring world, wouldn't it? If everybody was the same. God gives all of us our own personalities. And we're all different. And we all wear our hair and different clothes that we wear and different ways that we want to live our lives. And praise be to God for that. And God gives you the chance to go out and and do those things in your life. But I believe that God has a plan for you in your life today, no matter who you are and what you're facing. So what does God want to teach us in our life? First of all, I believe God wants you to know this. Don't be afraid of having trials in your life. Don't be afraid of having difficulties. Folks, I want you to know something. No matter who you are, you're going to have trials and you're going to have difficulties. Some people just handle them better, don't they? Some people, when they're going through trials and difficulties, it's written all over their face, isn't it? You can tell what's going on. You can experience what's going on in their life. God says, don't be afraid of those. Praise be to God when you're facing those trials and tribulations in your life, praise God today. Get you an amen. Get you, have this one come from way deep down inside, all right? When you're facing those trials and tribulations in your life, you are not alone. Amen? Amen. Praise God for that. This is God's plan. God is saying you're going to face these difficult times in your life over in James 1, 2, this is a hard scripture to understand, and you've heard me share this many times. But it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. What's that say to us? Those trials that come into your life, one of the things that they do is they make you tougher, don't they? They give you strength. They give you wisdom. They give you the ability to keep on, what? Keep it on. Not giving up. And becoming stronger. And learning more about your faith than ever before. I don't know about you all, and you've heard me say this before, I don't know if I would say, Praise be to God, God, you're, I'm in a lot of problems today and a lot of situations going in my life, and it's all difficult. I don't, believe, I don't think any of us get up in the morning and say, God, make this a rough day. Amen? God, cast some things down on me that's going to make it difficult for me to make it through the day. I'm not saying that. But consider it pure joy when you realize something, you are not facing these things by yourself, right? Consider it joy that God is going to give you the knowledge and wisdom to be able to overcome it. I remember when my dad passed away. I don't know how many of you here this morning are an only child. I am. And one of the things about being an only child is when your parents pass away or 
anything difficulty that goes on in your life, you don't have a brother and sister to turn to and say, you take care of it or you do this or you handle that and I'll do this. When you're an only child, you get to do what? You do it all. You do it all. And when dad passed away, I had my mom and I had Sheila. (coughs) And they were both just looking at me and saying, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle this? And I remember like it was yesterday. Being at my mom's house, you ever just felt that was that stressor just start coming down upon you? And you feel the weight and you feel, what am I going to do? And how am I going to handle all of these things? How am I going to be able to go through this situation? What am I? That's the big problem to get a lot of us as Christians in, in trouble, that word what? I. What am I going to do? And I remember walking around behind my mom's house, sitting on the hillside over there for just a minute, and looking up into the heavens and praying this very simple prayer. You know what I said? God, I need your help. And you know something? In the blink of an, probably by the time I said help, It was all out of my mouth. He was already on the scene. Praise be to God for that. Amen? Don't be afraid of it. Say, devil, you know, don't bring too much, but I'm ready for whatever you're going to give me. And I'm not going to allow that to have me to lose my joy and my energy and my love for you. It's not going to cause me to step away from my church and the people that I love. I'm going to learn from that and I'm going to grow stronger from that. And the next time that I face something, I'm going to remember how good you were to me the last time. And the next time that I face it, I'm not going to be a concern because now I know that with God, it's not I anymore, it's we. And we're going to make it through. And we're going to be able to overcome that. So don't be afraid. You and God's got this, right? You and God is going to be able to overcome whatever that situation is in your life. Next, we need to do something. We need to learn something every day, don't we? I... <clears throat> heard something on the TV this past week, which I thought was interesting. You know, I'm 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 at home, so I'm by myself anymore. They said this past week the the worst thing that a person could do is just be by themselves and not learn anything every day. Well, I was sitting there at the house and I went, Well, Lord, what can I learn today? Well, what 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 do I need to learn today? Well, there's a lot of things I still need to learn. Here's the problem at my age and through all the things that I've went on. I learn them and then I forget them. Amen. I'm like, I remember this morning I was going to remember something. Well, no, I can't remember what (laughs) what it is now. But, but, you know, it it is important for us to have. In the scripture, it says, James 1, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without fault and will be given to you. Praise be to God today that God has given us another day to live. You shouldn't take that for granted, folks. 
Praise be to God today that God's given you another day to be able to learn something. Praise be to God today, God's given you something to learn from. Something that is going to help you to grow and to be thankful. One of the things I think we as Christians and Americans, maybe us as Americans do it more than anything, we take for granted how good we've got it. You want me to say that again? We take it for granted how good we've got it. How blessed God has been to us. We need to learn that every day. But just simply because you can do something today doesn't mean you can do it tomorrow. Doesn't mean it's not something that could be taken away from you very quickly. You know, over a year ago, I... I didn't think, no, no issues about coming into the church and coming up those steps back there. In a couple of weeks, and well, the second Sunday, I think it was, it was the third Sunday in February, I can't remember. That was the Sunday, I first Sunday I came back from the hospital. <coughs> and she had already, you know, gave me that speech, you can't go back to preach. I just got home the Saturday before, I did take one Sunday off. I stayed, I stayed home the Sunday after I came home. And I, I said, I'm going back next Sunday. And she says, she says, are you sure? And I said, yes, I'm going. The Ballard what? Stubborn streak was alive and well right then. And I said, I'm going to church next Sunday. She said, oh, you're going to go to church, you ain't going to preach? I said, I can't go to church without preaching. I'm, I'm going to preach when I go to church next Sunday. And she said, okay. Well, I drove over here. And for all of you to know, don't look at Kevin and embarrassing. Keep your eyes up this way because he's got to drive me home. So I cannot get him upset with me right now at this moment. But that was Kevin's first Sunday of ever coming to church here. The first Sunday I came back on that Sunday. So we pull over here to the side, and I'm like, this is no, no, big, no big deal. There's no issue. I'll get out of the church, out of the truck, and I'll walk right into the church like I've always done. Well, that Sunday I had to figure out something. BJ came out, and Nick was teaching Sunday school. BJ came out to be the helper. I had to figure out how to come up steps again. I looked at that step, and that was like climbing out, up Mount Rushmore. I was like, how am I going to get this foot <laughs> to that spot and come on into the church? I had to learn that day the only way I could learn anything is having faith and trust in God. Folks, that's what we need to learn, don't we? You might say, well, I already know everything, preacher. No, you don't. You can come to church all your life and you still need to learn more about God. Amen. You can live to be 102, but you still got things to learn or God would already called you home. Learn something every day. Know that God is going to teach you something every day. And even to this day, this may go away, probably. But even to this day, when I come into the church or I walk up steps to go into some place, even to this day, I thank God that I can come up a step. And you should too. Learn to be that thankful for, to God and learn about God's got this. Listen to what he says. With you and him, you're able to learn and grow and be more like him every day. Next. Boy, this is a big one for a lot of folks. 
And don't look around and say, I, I, that's for somebody else. Learn how to live. Don't live a defeated life. You know, there's a lot of miserable people today in the world, aren't they? Just seems like there's a lot of unhappy people. A lot of people that just seem to be so overwhelmed with the things of the world and their mind is in super overload, aren't they? They've got so many things going on and on and on in their life. I truly believe that's how the devil wants you to be, isn't it? The devil wants you to be in constant turmoil. He wants you to be in constant wondering about how, what, what's going to happen. How, how can I keep on? How can I deal with all of these things? We talked about last Sunday, there's a whole lot of people today that are living with a lot of depression, aren't they? That's experiencing a lot of anxiety. That's wondering about a whole lot of things. And a lot of people just write those things off and say, oh, what they used to say when, in my generation when I was growing up, just dust yourself off, get up and go on. You got it made. Don't worry about those things. Well, you know what? The stress of this world can get you down, can't it? The anxiety of this world can get you down. And that depression can seep into your heart and to your life. And, and I've seen what it does to people. I've seen how it's destroyed lives. And how it's destroyed families and how it's destroyed occupations and how it's destroyed so many things. But God says, listen to me. Some folks say, Brother Paul, I've been listening to him forever. And I still have that feeling in my mind and in my soul. And I'm experiencing all of those things. Well, one of the things I truly believe that God, if he wants to, could take something away from you immediately, can't he? Amen. I believe he can. Some, some I've heard some preachers and some people say that's not true. I believe he can. But I also believe God says, I'm, but let's, let's, let's learn some things here. Let's help you to be able to be stronger. Let's be able to help this right here that you have in your life mold and shape you and help you to become that stronger Christian that I want you to be. Don't live that defeated life. Over in James 1, 6, it says, But when you ask, you must believe and, have, and do not doubt, because the one who doubt is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. Believe in that in God. Don't live a defeated life. One of the things that we all have in our lives is we have difficulties and we have struggles and things that are hard to understand. But praise be to God, I want you to know you don't have to face that by yourself, do you? First of all, you've got a loving church that loves everybody here. Amen? Sometimes you may scratch your head and say, what in the world the preacher's doing? But you still love the preacher. Amen? And sometimes I look at people and I say, where'd they go? What happened to them in their lives? And why are they turning away from God? But your preacher still loves you. So you still got people around about you that cares for you and loves you. But beyond that, you have a God that what? That loves you. And beyond that, you have a God that says, I know you're struggling. I know it's hard for you to bear all this weight that you have upon your heart and upon your life, but give it to me. 
Let me help you. Let me be able to be that person that is there for you. What's so great about God is he knows exactly what you need when you need it. And he's going to give it to you and give you strength and give you that comfort that you need. But you have to be willing to accept that, don't you? Because the old devil, just because God took it away, don't mean the old devil's going to give up, does it? He's going to turn it up. And he's going to continue trying to destroy your relationship with God. Don't live a defeated life. Know that you're going to struggle. Know that you're going to have things that are difficult for you to bear, but truly know that God is there with you. And I think that's something we as our church can give to our community and give to people around about us, is to let them know that somebody cares for them. And they're not defeated, but God is there with them. And finally this morning, I just added this on at the end this past week, but I was thinking in my mind what I wanted to share. Don't lose your cool so much. Amen? Just don't lose your cool. Over in James 1, 19, it says, My brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be, what? Quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Woo! If we could just do that. Amen? If we could just take that into our heart and our mind and say, God knows what I need. I'm going to listen to God. I'm going to be, I'm going to work on, does your mouth ever have the problem that mine does? You tell it to be quiet. You tell it not to say anything. And the whole time that you're coming up with the sentence that you're getting ready to say, you're like, say it to yourself. Don't let that come out. Don't, don't you say that word. And all of a sudden that mouth opens up and what happens? There it is. Don't lose your cool. Because God don't want you to live, live a defeated life. God doesn't want you to get to a point where you're just all on edge all the time. And you're just ready to blow up at any moment. <coughs> As I've told you before, I've I had to start going to Walmart more often than I ever thought I'd go in my entire more life, and I'll be so glad when Sheila retires and she can take back over that responsibility of grocery shopping. Amen? Amen. People just get so excited about where your cart is, and you're standing too long. I had to read all the boxes. None of the rest of you do that, because I had to read all those little things, potassium, sodium, starches, all those. And, and the problem with those boxes now is that the ingredients, y'all talk to your Congress people and, and let them know that not everybody can read letters that are that small on the side of a box. So, it, you, so I'm, I'm doing, and I figured out there's one or two ways to do this. Take my glasses, put them on every time and still squint. 
Or I can take a picture of them, zoom it up. I can read it better, figure that out. But you know, that all takes time, don't it? Well, some people don't like me taking my time. <laughs> You'll start hearing this. <sighs> well, the old Paul Mills would turn around and say, you know what he'd say? Can I help you? But I've learned that can I help you doesn't help nobody, does it? <laughs> Made me feel better for a little bit. Now I just sit back and just wait and say, you all go right ahead and I'll be right behind you. But that's where we are today, isn't it? People are on edge. Just can't handle all these things. It's such a difficulty for us. God says, one of the things that I really like about Thinking about heaven is God says, I'm going to be with him for 10,000 years or more. That I'm going to have all the time in all the world to do everything I ever wanted to do. Isn't that something? There's not going to be no stress there. Why? Because you don't have to worry about, I got to get this done so I can do this, so I can do the other thing. Because you're going to have plenty of time to do that. And you're not going to lose your cool over it. Think about that on this side of heaven. Take a, be slow to speak. And quick to what? Quick to listen. And take in what God wants you to hear and God wants you to have. Because one of the things that I figured out in my, over my life, it takes a whole lot longer to reel that word back in, right? Because it's gone. And not only did that sentence you just say destroy what that moment was, but it could destroy relationships and people around about you. And it may take months or years to bring it all back together again slow down and do what God tells you to do where are we at today well preacher I've heard you preach this morning appreciate it I always you know I appreciate when people come up to me and they say preacher I I enjoyed your sermon this morning that was a good one what I would like to say a lot of times is okay what are you going to do with it now right Wait, what are you going to do with it? Because we know today that God has a plan, right? And God has a plan not only for us stubborn people, but for all the rest of you too, right? And God says, this is what I would like for you to have in your life. This is what you need in your life. This is how you're going to be able to overcome those things in your life. So what is God's plan for you today? What has God talked to you about today? I want you to leave here feeling better. I want you to leave here feeling like you, you received something. I had one person one time ask me, what should I look for in a church, preacher? What should I be thinking about as a church I want to attend? What, what, what do you have to offer? Well, I... There's really only one answer. We have God to offer, don't we? That's all we have to offer. But it's up to us what we do with that God. So this morning, what is God talked to you about today? What does God need you to change today? What direction is God calling you to go today? Whatever that is today, make sure you listen to it. 
Make sure you're able to leave some of that load here today at the church where you can leave from this place and feel more of his power and his glory in your life.